Ready? Born ready. I'm just a soul whose intentions are Wow, welcome back to another hot episode of Cool and Conscious. Essentially where you listen and learn how to balance your life through being cool and conscious. <laughs> and I want to reiterate it. It's not so much as just being conscious regarding black lives. It is just being conscious with who you are, where you're going the person you wish to become, the people in your life that don't need to be in your damn life. (laughs) What you need to shed, what you need to invite in, just overall being conscious of who you are, where you are, and where you wish to go. Now, let's go ahead and get started. I'm super excited. Happy Friday. I'm gonna go ahead and start by letting y'all know how I feel. Drum roll me, please. Bam. I feel I feel I really don't know <laughs> how I feel. I feel like I'm both. I feel like I am just coasting right now um yeah I feel like I'm I'll say I will if I had to choose I would say that I feel cool okay yeah drum roll please again I feel cool (laughs) yes I do feel cool and it's mainly so because I I'm in this space where I am literally the only thing I think about 24 seven all day is my purpose. And I feel like that's just really cool Um, because there's so many times where I was concerned about other people's purpose or how to make that particular purpose produce for that person or um, you know, working under someone and it's just like, wow, now I understand what it's like when they say the world is at your fingertips, you know, and you are what you become and you are what you think about. And it's like, I was questioning everything so much in the past because I wasn't thinking about shit. <laughs> like, or I was thinking about, I was thinking about a lot. Let me not discredit myself, but I was not thinking about the things that were best fit for me to grow. So I was just doing a lot of surface level thinking. Um, And now I'm just in a place where I'm doing a lot of conscious thinking. And I know I said I feel cool, (laughs) but I really do. I feel cool in this conscious state that I'm in. So that's why I, I I said I feel cool because it's like I don't necessarily feel super conscious. I just feel cool in the conscious state that I'm in. I'm very accepting of it. I'm very inviting of it. Um, and it's just great to just see the world for what it truly is. It can it definitely be bittersweet sometimes, but I feel like when you know you can at least move accordingly and you don't have to keep getting disappointed and keep being upset about the same shit because it's like, but we knew that, you know, like we, we, we knew <laughs> I've, I'm no longer blindsided. And I feel like that, that is true coolness when you are no longer blindsided and you know exactly what's going on and you kind of have like a little idea of what's going on and then you can make conscious decisions based off of what seems to be cool around you and that that that's something that they don't teach that's something you got to go out and find yourself honey um and I guess you could learn it from this particular podcast but it also is going to come from your own personal experiences and you applying what you've heard to 
the real world. <laughs> yep. So I can teach you a little something, something, but I promise you, it's, you will learn much more from your own personal experiences. Now, speaking about learning more, I'm going to go ahead and cut to the chase because I really feel like it ain't my business to speak on nobody's relationship. One, because I'm single. I, who, who am I to tell somebody that's in a relationship what to do, what to say? But... I genuinely feel like Chloe and Tristan just need to call it quits. <laughs> like he didn't apparently got another girl pregnant. This is the third baby mama by another woman. And it's like, Chloe, we get it, sis. You you tried. Okay. At this point, it's time for you to be conscious and let it go. Like let it go, let it go. Don't hold on anymore. What if they're like polygamous? You know, like, well, she's they're okay. not, they're not because if they were, Damn. he wouldn't be trying to sue the alleged baby mama for holding for uh defamation or whatever she's trying to do. He wouldn't be trying to shut her up, okay? That That's how you know, right there, it ain't no polygamy, monogamy. Whatever you call it. <laughs> Ain't no polygamy nogamy over there. Dang. Okay. He thinks it is, but the Chloe don't. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe she does. That's why she's still there. Either way, that's none of my business. Okay. I'm wishing them the best as always. And I know that for you all that are listening, it is not okay to be so cool that you forget who you are where you what you are worth um and you begin to make excuses for why you cannot be conscious in that state like it's not okay i don't know when it became cool to get mistreated run over disrespected disregarded it, it that's not cool it's i promise you it's not cool to be a baby mama that's just is being mistreated like <laughs> it's not cool to be dogged it's not cool to be a ride or die i don't know who came up with that because you shouldn't have to die to get on anybody's ride you just shouldn't in my opinion like yeah go through some things you know your hair get a little messy you know what i'm saying like you might get a few wrinkles here and there that's a part of the ride but dying Inside, spiritually, mentally, you emotionally. You must have seen uh, Queen and Slim. I have. They died, rather right die. They died together, though. In this situation, and in most situations, the heart does not break even, and there's one person that mentally, spiritually, and emotionally dies. And they are never resurrected. No matter how, no matter that person that comes and it is perfect for them. You can't bring a, a, a broken heart back from the dead. You can't. I don't care how much people say that they can or they tried. Once that heart is woo, stomped on so many times, it's like, bro, why? Why? So that's what I mean. It's not cool to live in a place of... What's what's the word? What's the word? Complacency. Complacency is not cool. Consciousness is. <laughs> Consciousness is. Now, what am I conscious to? The fact that a story just surfaced. Now, why it takes stuff so long to go viral, I really don't know. It's just such a the algorithm is just so I really wish I understood it because Apparently, officers in Mississippi had a shootout with a black family um, and a a child, literally a baby, a few months old baby was killed um, in the arms of their father as he was in a shootout with the police. So apparently the mom, the father and the the few month old child were in the car. The police were shooting into the car, killed the mother. The dad had the baby in his arms, got out of the car and, st and started pointing the gun at the officers. And in return, the officers killed him and the baby. Now this happened back way in May. 
not saying way as in it doesn't matter, but I'm saying this happened back in the month of May of this year in Mississippi. And just going through the comments, it was very split. Um, You had people saying, may the baby rest in peace. Wow, such a beautiful family. So sorry for the loss. Then you have people saying, well, it's the dad's fault because why would he shoot at the police? Like what, what is wrong with him? Why would he do that? He killed the baby himself. This is not on the police, not on the police. And then you have the side that starts to make a little more sense. <laughs> um, the side where people are saying the difference between black and white so for instance you have these school shooters that are white um we just had a, another school shooting last week it's like they're doing this for sport like they get on a black woman for raising quote-unquote thugs and gangbangers but when are they gonna start getting on these white women for raising a now school shooters because at this point that's what it's giving it's absolutely giving senile crazy coat um mental mental health like stop waiting until they get to the point where they shoot up a school to say oh he's been dealing with a lot did you not know that already he come home to you every day like damn did you like are you the mom do we need to take your child into custody because you clearly can't handle them but that's not the tangent i was trying to go on it just came up either way Back to the story. So you realize how every school shooter still walked away alive despite them killing people, injuring people, literally locking the school down, despite them still having guns in their hands, pointing them at officers each and every time. For the most part, those armed white men boys people that are old enough to know that you shouldn't be doing no shit like that walked away unharmed ungrazed unshot alive like they genuinely just walked away with guns in their hand like they were armed the same instance they were armed and they had hostages the same instance as this particular situation that happened in Mississippi back in May you have a black father a black mother um, and their child some people are saying that the dad took the child as the hostage and the police were doing their job but at what point is your job to de-es at what point are you truly doing your job regarding de-escalating a situation because in my opinion, that's why we have police to mediate and de-escalate, not to kill on, on first hand. And so in all honesty, I definitely agree with that third point that, okay, you have a hostage. It is your job to de-escalate the situation because what would you expect if this person's partner was just killed next to them. How are you supposed to be calm in that situation? You got people that don't even know how to manage themselves when somebody don't signal in the crossing when they get into their lane. People lose their shit when somebody doesn't signal and they get in their lane. I can imagine sitting next to the mother of my child and she has now been killed. I couldn't imagine that. And so now I'm supposed to just carry on while I know for a fact officers were yelling at him, threatening him, holding guns towards him. What what else do you do in that situation? I mean, I don't I don't know what to do. Self-defense. And in a sense, it's just like not saying the young men who were cognizant enough to know right from wrong should have went down in a, a bullet shower that chose to shoot up the schools. But I am saying, where was that energy? Like, when when does that energy come into play? And I know we live in America, cuck-cuck, uh, in America, KKKA, however, however y'all say it on social media. I know that that's where we live, but the question really plagues me like every day. 
just wanting to know when is enough going to be enough? You know, they just recently closed the Emmett Till case because they couldn't find witnesses to um, like corroborate the story. And it's just like, <clears throat> bro, why? Didn't the white lady come yeah, out thank and you. Say yes, lying? yes. On her diet, on her deathbed, she came out, but they couldn't find any other witnesses. So her her testim her uh testimony whatever wasn't wasn't good enough. Mind you, it all happened because of her. Like <laughs> good enough to kill him, but not exonerate him. Right. It's crazy. Like it's just like exonerate him. Like mm. But my thing is, when is enough going to be enough? Just for black people collectively. When is it gonna be like, you know what? That's it. Like you know how you're in that relationship and that person does that one thing that just is like, you know what? That's it. That is it. I am done with your ass. When is that moment gonna come? Like I actively think to myself, dang, is today gonna be the day? Is today gonna be the day? Is today gonna be the day? Nah, today is really gonna be the day. When we just that light bulb goes off, that ding. Yes, that, that moment. I, I genuinely hold my breath for that moment. And I don't know what it's going to take. I do not know. I feel like George Floyd definitely gave hope, but it also just gave people something to do. <laughs> like they wasn't ready. They wasn't with it for real. And that's where a lot of my frustration comes because I have come across a lot of quote unquote activists. I'm doing air quotes. I've come across a lot of quote unquote activists who not really active for real. And who, who, who are not trying to be active and remain active until so you go out and you say no justice, no peace. And it's a lot of people walking around living a peaceful ass life. It's a lot of people out here living peaceful in prosperity. And you got a lot of people out here that are struggling. With the bare minimum struggling and making it work. And trying their best and losing hope. You have so many of those people. And they unfortunately always seem to look like me. <laughs> but then you have so many activists that just. Mm, are only active. When certain factors come into play. And that really grinds my gears. <laughs> I know I just sounded real old, but it really grinds my gears because it's like, if y'all gonna make a mockery of the movement, what do you think everybody else is gonna do? But like, what do you expect? People naturally are followers, naturally. Like it is like God given that we are followers. If you set the standard, People will follow it, but you can't set it and then walk away. The word stand is in standard. So when you set a standard, you need to stand on it 10 toes, unwavering. There's no, oh, justice, but we're going to give you peace. There's no, no justice, but we're going to give you peace. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> it should be until, until this person is convicted for their crimes, until this person is exonerated for doing absolutely nothing until we are paid what we deserve, until we receive adequate housing, adequate education, adequate grocery stores, adequate health care, adequate insurance, until like, what the fuck are we act activisting? <laughs> like, if we not about to really be getting nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so there are different protests going on and the protests definitely, they do help and they do raise awareness, but my gears still just get just get grinded because everyone wants to come out and give during Thanksgiving and Christmas. But that only equates for two days out of the 365 days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what about the 300 and 
63 days. It took me way too long to try to say that. But what about the 363 days? You know, I don't know. I just went down a whole rabbit hole because that was not on the docket. It's <laughs> a cream moment. Right. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. That honestly was a cream moment. Like me just getting lost in my thoughts of consciousness <laughs> and trying to keep my cool. Okay. Trying to keep my cool. But how can you when a guy literally named Glenn Foster, who was an ex NFL player, his story just surfaced that, you know, he was taken into police custody and two days later showed up dead. <clears throat> yeah. Showed up dead. There's no, we don't know why he died. We don't know what happened. We don't even know why the police took him into custody. All we know is he went into custody two days later. He was pronounced dead. Yeah. And so it's like, when is enough going to be enough? You know, like, I don't know. I don't know, but we don't really have a lot of details on that particular story. Like I said, it is just the fact that he went in two days ago and he never came out. Um, and being that he was an ex NFL player, not being stereotypical, but he probably was pretty built, you know, pr pretty sizely. Probably they saw him as a threat. Like who, who knows what the hell happened at this point? I'm just going off of what usually happens because hell they think scrawny black men are threats. So I can't imagine what they would think about a, a sizely built up person, how much of a threat he could, could have been either way. His name was Glenn Foster. Um, and so if you have some time to give some time to send up some prayers for his family, um, put some good energy out into the universe just regarding helping his story, either get more eyes on it, share his story. His name is Glenn Foster. At this point, you can just Google that name and the stories will be there. Um, just share his story. Like I said, share some good juju. Um, so hopefully some truth comes out to it and you never know hey maybe this may be the aha moment and everyone wakes up not saying that it will be but you know I am optimistic at the end of the day <laughs> I can be a little uh devil's advocate from time to time but for the most part I feel like um I'm optimistic now who else needs some uplifting and optimism Nick Cannon uh because he unfortunately lost his um one of his children, I think I'm saying that right. One of his children or child's one of his children. One of one of his children. Um, I want to say this past week. Either way, it was fairly recently. Uh, it was fairly. Why can I talk? It was fairly recent. <laughs> um, and he, when I say, has in my opinion has been pretty strong just because he's still been going to work. He's been actively sharing, you know, what he's going through. Um, and he's been really, really, really transparent with this entire situation. Um, and I couldn't imagine what he's going through, but I do know that, like I said earlier about Glenn Foster if you have some time to make some time, please take some time to just send up a prayer for him. Send him some strength, send him some love, send him some guidance in this time of need. Just because, like I said, you never, never know what someone is going through. But being that you do know, it is your job to send them the strength that they need to overcome this situation. Like, whether it's your enemies, whether that's your friends, your frenemies, whoever it is, it's one thing to not know something. But when it is brought to the light, it is absolutely your job to do what you can to ensure that that person feels a little better about whatever situation they're going through. Yes, it is your job. I don't care what anybody else says. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't my business. That ain't my business. Yes, it is your business because we are all here experiencing life. 
we are all here having a human experience. And with that experience comes some experiences that could really break the fuck out of you. Like (laughs) could really, really just hurt you to your core. And you never know what a I love you could do. You never know what a smile could do. You never know what a handshake could do. You never know what just saying I'm praying for you could do. You never know how you could change the trajectory of someone's situation by your particular actions and positively um, giving to them. You just never know. So moving forward, if you ain't ever did that, even if it has nothing to do with you, send them some happy thoughts. I try my best when speaking to people, uh, whatever day it is, happy, happy Friday, just happy Friday. And that's a small gesture that I do just so people, you know what? It is a Friday. It is. You know what? I am happy. I can be. This is a good day. I try to always do that no matter what day it is. I make sure you have a great day today. Today is going to be so amazing. I just try to make sure I say that to people just to give them a little reminder. Now, they may not think too much of it, but I know that I'm doing what I can to make someone's human experience better. Now, that's my little two cents, okay? Now, y'all can go out and do whatever the hell y'all want to do, but that's what I do. So, happy Friday, y'all. Now, let me see. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm reading this little, like, Forbes article thing whatever and they have a list of the most powerful women and they got Yonce Auntie Yonce they got Auntie Oprah honestly I don't really think you could say Auntie Yonce and Auntie Oprah because like I feel like they're on two different like age levels I guess like can Oprah can be the auntie but I feel like Beyonce is like the cousin, you know, like she's like the real cool cousin. So I'm going to say cousin Beyonce, Auntie Oprah, cousin Rihanna was on there. Cousin Serena was on there. And then you had grandma Kamala. Now, why in the hell do they got Kamala Harris as, you know, I'm just sick of the fluff. I'm just so sick of the fluff because how dare you? How absolutely fucking dare you put Kamala Harris as one of the most powerful people, powerful women? How? And she's done, she's done absolutely nothing. Done absolutely nothing. Now, mind you, mind you, when she got into office and when she was running her campaign, she let it be known she wasn't doing nothing. But my thing is, if you are being listed as one of the most powerful women and you are negating to use any of that power for the betterment of the people that look like you and got you in office when you use your black car, when you use your black woman car, when you use your HBCU car, when you use all these different black cards to get you in that position of power, how fucking dare you not use any of it to benefit us? But have the audacity to fucking smile for fucking Forbes as they name you one of the most powerful black women. Make it make sense. Because it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. And I'm just so sick of shit not making sense. I'm so sick of two plus two equaling 11,472. I am tired of it because that's why, in my opinion, People are so damn lost in flip-flop because you have examples. You literally have these these minuscule examples that are put on these platforms and pedestals for people to worship and praise and aspire to be like. And then they, they feel like they can get in those positions easily. And then they get there and they don't have to do anything because the people that were on those pedestals before them didn't do anything. So now you just have a long line of people just not doing shit, expecting new shit. But that's absolutely imbecilic. I hope I said that word right. It's absolutely insane and imbecilic to think that shit is going to change 
without you changing your behavior or without you changing anything that's done. So it's like, oh God, I'm just, I'm just so, so, so sick of this place that we're in where our idols are literally our biggest rivals. That's it. Like our idols are our biggest rivals. And if you are not sick of seeing the same shit, going through the same shit, not having shit, like being treated like shit, if you are tired of that, if you are not tired of that, or if you are not sick of that, rather, then you're sick. At this point, at this point, it don't have nothing to do with police brutality. It don't have nothing to do with Rona. It has everything to do with you and the accountability that you are not taking. Because if you are not sick of the same shit, then you're sick. Period. Point blank another period exclamation point and then a question mark because I'm still confused as to how you're not sick of seeing the same shit. I know I am and I know that I'm not the only one and with me being not the only one, again, going back to what I said when we first started, I just want to know what's it going to take? What is it going to take? Because... I feel history repeating itself. <laughs> I feel it repeating itself mainly because Rittenhouse's ass, Kyle Rittenhouse, Kittenhouse, whatever the hell his name is, just did an interview the other day. Now, why this man is doing interviews, that shows you right there. He went and did an interview on, a, on another podcast. How do you have the gumption, the gall, and the balls to go and sit your ass down after you was doing all that damn crying in the courtroom. I'm talking about not one tear, but just all you was doing all of that. And then you literally sit on the couch on a podcast and talk about the situation as if it was just so traumatic for you. And then you have the audacity to say that you're not a LeBron fan anymore as if we give a fuck. He literally said, I'm not a LeBron fan anymore because he tweeted that it looked like I ate a lemon head before I went to court. It did. Did he lie? Did he stutter? He said what he said. Now, granted, he also did say that they was going to boycott the NBA finals last year and they didn't. They just postponed the game. I can understand where you could just be like, you know what, LeBron, how dare you say something like that? I thought you were for the whites. But... Let me tell you something, Mr. Kyle Kittenhouse. Okay, damn it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We do not care. Talking about some you not LeBron fan no more. Okay. And and what 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 exactly is that going to do? And honestly, it's it ain't even Kyle Kittenhouse's fault. Off of him. Because that's what we're not going to do. Keep giving people platforms that don't deserve it. It's the podcast fault. Because why would y'all have that nonsense? Why would you give that nonsense a platform? That's further condoning his behavior and saying, hey, yeah, you did kill two people. You did get acquitted of all charges. But you know what? You're still a good person. But you know what? You can come on our platform. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to rib you up. We'd love to make you feel good about yourself when we do not care. Uh, you know what? I was real cool that first job. And I done went down a little rabbit hole to be in consciousness. And y'all done got a whole bunch of cream moment on this particular cast. But I feel like more cream moments need to be had because I'm just sick of it. I am so sick of it. And y'all going to be sick of hearing me talk about it. But I don't, I do not care. I do not care. (laughs) I do not care. And I know that the only way you convince people to care is by showing how much you care. 
That was a quote from Dr. Seuss. Literally, that's going to be the quote to help you stay afloat. I ain't going to say it yet because I still got a little more time. But just know that Dr. Seuss, yep. that's going to be the quote for the day. <laughs> it's coming from good old Dr. Seuss. <laughs> now, who apparently just cares so damn much about Georgia all of a sudden? Purdue. Mr. Purdue. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Purdue head. Yes. Um, he announced that he also is running for governor along with Stacey Abrams, who was running for governor, along with Brian Kemp, who was also running for governor. So we currently have three people that we know are running for governor. Um, <clears throat> and somebody else, right? Don't forget Vernon Jones. Yes. I was about to say, there's man, another one. Man. We got Uncle Vernon. Uncle Vernon Jones. He's on the Republican ticket, though. Right. I was about to say, now, I don't really know too much about Mr. Vernon, but you know what? Them is the four people that are currently actively voicing that they will be running for governor. Um, we all know that Brian Kemp essentially stole the election from Stacey Abrams because she came in and just blew his numbers out the wazoo and no one you know what I'm saying it was like wow okay this is this is a thing and he was like no this is not a thing I'm white I'm a white man white supremacy still reigns on and <laughs> Purdue just joined the race with his white supremacy and essentially just came out and said you know what I am running for governor okay I am a white man I deserve this position and I am only running not for the betterment of Georgia and the people that live here but to beat Stacey Abrams literally his exact words he didn't say it in the voice that I said it in I was just being funny but that's essentially what he said and he also has the backing of our last president um Donald Trump who I kind of didn't forget existed but I kind of did just because he hasn't really been in the news. Like, I don't think I realized he was in the news every single day of his um, administration. Like every, every single day of the past four years and when he was running. So he was in the news for a smooth five years. So you got to equate for the time he was running. Then you got to equate for the time when he got out of office. Then you got to equate for the time where they took the Capitol. Like, I know the aliens are looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? Mimi, Mimi. <laughs> I'm running for governor to make sure Stacey Abrams. As we. Oh, my gosh. See, he said it. He's running for governor to make sure that Stacey Abrams does not win. Like how that. That's the type of fucking audacity I'm talking about. We need to have because how that is your campaign slogan. Stacey Abrams is never governor of Georgia. Make no mistake, Abrams will smile, lie, and cheat to transform Georgia into her radical vision of a state that would look more like California or New York. To fight back, we simply have to be united. Unfortunately, today, we're divided, and Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger are to blame. Look, I like Brian. This isn't personal. It's simple. What is it, then? He has failed all of us and cannot win in November. Instead of protecting our elections, he caved to Abrams and cost us two Senate seats, the Senate majority, and gave Joe Biden free reign. Wow. Think about how different it would be today if Kemp had fought Abrams first instead of fighting Trump. Kemp came before the election, and the country is paying the price today. The country? For a change. Oh, my God. If our governor was ever going to fight for us, wouldn't he have done it already? Wow. We face an unprecedented onslaught from the woke left in Georgia and across the country. I'm really trying to figure out which us. In caving in to their demands. Which we? Who was their demand? must fight back to protect Georgia. You know who. My like, whole vision for our like, state is very simple. Completely eliminate. The and they put the music in the time. background. Make our cities and states safe again. <gasps> Take charge of our schools. Put parents in charge, not the woke left. Fight Biden's overreaching man. Don't be wow. surprised. Don't do not be surprised if next year, that's all you hear is oh. about parents. making our city safe. No. Parents over schools. Well, we we've been hearing about the city safe thing because we heard that with the Atlanta mayor, but the education and the parents, and it's gonna be very apparent who they talking about because mm -hmm. I'm a parent too mm -hmm. and I don't agree with none, none of what they talking about right here so what parents are you talking about right you know 
So yeah, it, it's 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 gonna be good. It's gonna be good. The only it's crazy because the only students that are not safe are the people with the white kids shooting them up. So so what schools are we really talking about? Okay. Well, that's a whole nother issue. Right. Like, that's a, that's like a, see what they're talking about is like quote unquote critical race theory. Right. Da, da, da. Right. Yeah, no, I know that. We I'm talking about when that kid gets called to the office the same day that he shoots up the school. There needs to be a conversation about what the school didn't do. Right. Because I've been in school. I had a homeboy get locked up and they tried to put fed case charges on him because he said he got mad and he was like, I'm going to blow this bitch up. And that was around the same time of 9-11. Wow. And you might not know, but at the time around 9-11, you could not say that. You can't say the word all. bomb. You couldn't say nothing. Yeah. At all. And I remember they, I mean, his mom and them had to fight that case. And that was, those were just words. Right. And that was just words off of him being heated. No evidence of him ever doing that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you have this kid here who actually did, tried to do it. I mean, researching ammunition, drew a picture, had blood all over the pictures. Uh, parents called to the school twice, the day before and the day after. So it's like... How much more do you need to do to sus- uh, suspend him, kick him out of school, call the police, put it in his records? But he has no school record of any of this malice. Yeah, no, because he is a good boy, like the judge told Kyle Kittenhouse. And, you know, even the school that Kyle Kittenhouse was supposed to go to, they're not doing shit about it either. Even the students have been protesting, like saying, no, he doesn't need to come here. And rightfully so. Why do the students have to do some shit like that? Like, why can't the school be like, no, you well, know what? Well, that that's another case of that fake. See, that see, that's a case of the woke left stuff that he's talking about that gives them fuel for the fire, right? Hmm. Because why do you care if he's taking an online class? See, they make it bigger than what it he didn't come on campus. Oh, he see, was, I didn't know that. See, I thought he was just frolicking on campus with no, the freshmen, honey. See, that's, 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 what, that's what I'm saying. Wow. He, this is online. You don't know who the hell's enrolled online. You know what I mean? So that's being... Oh, my god! You're, you're protesting too much. How about how about y'all do the same thing for reparations? Right. I'm like, if you're going to put all that energy into... I'm thinking he's on campus. Wow. So to know that he is literally just at home. What? See, that's that fake woke stuff that gives... David Perdue fuel for the fire because they'll say, oh, you see, they want him out of school and he's not even on campus and da-da. And it makes you look stupid. Meanwhile, the real fight, like the people on the on the mm-hmm. ground, the grassroots, that's not the fight we having. You know, so... Child, what fight are we having? Because we got so many. Like Reparations, that's my fight. Mm. 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 When I say I... Yeah. We live in a, a a lot, a lot. And I know with this governor race, shit is about to get real. So if you are not registered to vote, go get registered to vote. Stop playing. OK, it's not it's not cool to not be registered to vote. It's not cool to not vote. It's not cool to not know what the fuck is going on. I don't know how many times people got to tell y'all, but I'm going to be the one that keeps telling y'all it is not cool to not Vote. I'm gonna let you have it today, but I'm gonna debate you on that one day. No, yeah, yeah, no. I get it because me and my mom had a whole debate, and she's like, I don't wanna just keep giving my vote away. I don't wanna just, I don't wanna do that. Like, it, it's just not worth it to me. And I, I let her know, yes, I absolutely understand that. I, I just put it like this, right? When it comes to not voting, mm-hmm. you're in the house with your family, mm-hmm. right? It's dinner time. So we need to take a vote on what we're going to eat, mm-hmm. right? Creed don't want to eat none of the options. It's either pizza or spaghetti. You don't want none of the options. What happens when you don't vote? When you don't vote, that allows you to do what you want to do. Eat what you want to eat. Go in the kitchen to figure out what you want to do. But as long as you vote, and you feel like, oh, well, I guess I got to choose pizza or spaghetti. Mm-hmm. You get pizza or spaghetti. You know, go get your own. So just don't vote. Don't participate. Because if you don't participate, your mom can't make you eat this, the pizza or spaghetti because you didn't choose any of that. I didn't choose that. I didn't choose that. I'm sorry. But, 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 but. That 
that's easy for someone that has the privilege to go back in the kitchen and pick whatever they want. So if I'm a white person and I say, hmm, I don't want to vote. I don't like any of these. They just don't align with my life and where it's going. You have the luxury of still going into the bank, taking out a business loan, faulting the loan, going to take out another one. You have the luxury of not going to school. You have the luxury of of committing a crime and not being convicted. You have the fucking you have the luxury of 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 making a choice outside of the choices that have been handed to you and but when you don't have choices well and you're right but i but i'll counter with this okay so you can't go in the cupboard you didn't you didn't vote so you get no pizza or spaghetti but last time i voted for pizza or spaghetti i barely got some of the pizza i voted for like i got a crumb mm-hmm. so if i'm gonna get a crumb of the pizza while i'm voting i'm not gonna vote I'm not going to participate and I'll take whatever crumbs is going to come or I'll go get my own off. I'm going to figure it out. But clearly I've been having to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's not like me voting for pizza filled me up before. I can see if I voted for pizza every time. And you got to eat. I'm getting the food yeah, no, to eat. I get that. But then at that point, it's like, okay, so. Because you always say, when are we going to be tired of the crumbs? How do you move forward without? Because if all of us literally just stopped voting, uh-huh. it would be a lot of us hanging from trees. I guarantee you. Nah. Because of all of that shit that they did just for voter suppression, just to get us to not vote. What are you talking about now? Or? Right. What they're doing right now. It, that's what I said. I'll let you have it because that's the real debate. Is it voter suppression? You just gotta have your ID. No. What else? What else voter suppression is there? With the long lines, they were like, okay, there's no eating in the lines. There's no drinking water. You can't bring food to the polls. You have to have two valid forms of I, ID. I, I understand that. They, but see, they cut down is, the different locations. So instead of it being, you can go here, here, here. Uh-huh. Now you can only go here. They rerouted people. If you, uh, what is it? You can't vote on certain days. Now the polls close early. Uh-huh. The absentee ballots are no more. Like There's a lot of restrictions mm-hmm. on the ballot. So if you're an old person or if you work all these days, you can no longer vote on the day that you're supposed to vote. Damn, and how did that happen? That because happened, that, on, people that, didn't no, go and vote. No, no. See, that's and that and that's why I have to stop you. It didn't. People did go and vote. We do have the majority. We do we we can change all these voting laws right now. The Democrats are in power. Ain't happening. Okay, so then what? What? So what? what? Don't vote. What I'm saying is if enough people don't vote, so back to the family, right? So you, the first person not to vote, okay, you went a little hungry, but now your brothers and they start saying, you know what, I don't have to do it. Now it's more people at the table not voting than people voting. At that point, the people at the table can take the food. Right. So, they can take the food. So then what, wait, you talking about the people that didn't vote could take the food? Yeah. Why would they a, take the food? They don't even want it. No, what I'm saying is you're saying if you're going to be hungry, what I'm saying is now you get to take the food. I get to take the pizza and the spaghetti and whatever else I want because I don't want to have to choose. Now I'm in control. And what I'm saying is as long as you participate, some of some of the arguments about voting and not voting, I understand. But like, you're not going to tell me, oh, well, people died to vote. Cool. Well, then get up early. Go vote early. Pack a lunch, eat before you get out. Like there are things, there are little things you can do to combat that. Mm-hmm. To actually vote for real people, that's gonna give you real change. It's gonna really do what you want them to do. But, but if you can't find real people to do any of that, stay your ass home. Let this chaos ensue that they think is gonna happen because this ain't nothing new. See, yeah, I can understand if new. I can understand if our people weren't struggling and then we came up and it went down and it came up under obama we lost the most land for black people real estate period and that's under a black president don't don't so don't give me this shit about oh go vote nah we done with that go vote in your interest and if your interest is not being served don't waste your time because the next go around all this chaos that they think is going to happen. Oh, well, please, you got to come on, Georgia. Y'all got to come out because if Trump, if, if he wins, it's going to be hell. <laughs> it's going to be. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because when he was here, 
I feel like a lot more white people was listening. I feel like a lot more money was flowing to these causes. I feel like a lot of so, black people got some money. Hey, so don't, so don't, don't, don't hit me with the bullshit scare tactics. And, and for, fortunately, they've run up. So I think to answer your question from the beginning of the pod, I think the time is up now. I think this governor's race in Georgia is going to be a very clear indicator on where people sit voting wise. Mm-hmm. And Stacey ain't going to win that shit the way people think that she's going to win it because unless you're going to do something for black people, it's not going to happen. And there's a lot more black people in Georgia than people believe. And mm-hmm. there's enough black people in Georgia. There's a lot more black people just Stacey. in Atlanta. Well, there's enough. Well, <laughs> uh, you got middle Georgia. You got Columbus. You got Savannah. There's a right. lot of. So I'm like, we have a lot of black people. We just talked about it on the other pod, on the political pod. Shout out where the party at. Mayor, there's a new mayor in Warner Robins. That's a new black lady, young wow. black lady. I I know because I went to school in Fort Valley, so I know how Warner Robins mm-hmm. used to be. It's changing. A black woman is now mayor. That shows me clear change. But what are you gonna do, Stacy, statewide for black people in Georgia? Like, is all this energy that you are putting in to encouraging people to vote going to pay off. Because are you going to keep that same energy? Well, well listen, listen to your competition. He's telling you right now, oh, Stacy's going to make this like California and New York. California and New York aren't the best places for black people. At all. Like for black people specifically. It might be some good places for other people, but I know specifically New York and California, they were condemning black people. They made it seem like every black person was beating up on Asians out there. When it's just a bunch of homeless men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of homeless yeah. ass dudes doing it, but they right. made it seem like everywhere you went. It was, it was Asian hate. It was like, a, know, like it was everywhere. And I'm like, black people go to this and have been going to this for like centuries. I'm I mean, confused. You, you got brothers here down in Georgia, I mean, getting locked up, not having no driver's license because they can't pay child support. But they're about to have illegal immigrants just get driver's license just because. Right. So it's little things like that that happens on the left that when the right starts talking, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't sound like, oh, too scary. Right. So the only thing Stacey could do to win is to say, hey, you know what? I got a little something for black people. You know what I'm saying? Here, here goes something. Right. And everybody's like, mm. oh, well, what can that be? We have a new federal bill that just passed with trillions of dollars. A mayor, I mean, a governor down to the mayor can say, hey, 25% contracts for black companies and not minority. Black, black. companies, because minority then goes into to child, goes into everything. Well, minority goes into everybody but straight white Ex- men. Exactly. Which gives straight white men the fuel to say, oh, we're being left out. Right. Nah, because all you do is put on a wig. Right, because I'm, <laughs> I'm about to say you, you can get some of the benefits. Right. That's, what, that's what Dave Chappelle was talking about. He wasn't talking about the black gay. He talking about the white gay. Oh yeah, no. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. I definitely knew that. Like, and when he said this will be my last show until I'm sure that you're laughing with me and not at me. Oh, when I say I felt that, I felt that in my bones because I'm like, wow, that's. That's so crazy. Soon as, like he said, he literally says it in the in stand up. Soon as we get the hang of it, y'all change the rules and then put on a wig to match. So now, <laughs> it's we, we don't now we there's we still can't win <laughs> because you didn't change your gender and change the rules in its entirety. And it's just like you know what? Hmm. I think it goes back to us really taking accountability to hold these people in these powerful positions accountable. Like, in my opinion, Kamala Harris should be canceled. Whether people believe it or not, that cancel culture works. Everybody, I don't care who it is, wants to be liked. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. Oh, I don't care about that. Okay, you want to be liked. Whether you want to be liked by one person or millions of people, you want to be liked. You do not want to be disliked, and you definitely don't want to be disliked on the magnitude of cancel culture, where everybody is talking about how they don't like you, and you're constantly reminded of how much people don't like you. So, what do you do? 
you figure out how you can get people to like you because the pressure has been put on and the pipe of you just prolonging the bullshit ends up bursting. And once it bursts, you go into that desperation mode of, like I said, trying to figure out what you can do to salvage your face in the community. And so that's what I feel like we need. And that's not even just so much with black people in these powerful positions that are not doing anything. I feel like that goes for every person in powerful positions that said they were going to do one thing and did the other. Because at least, at least for Trump, we knew what we were getting. He never pretended to be something he wasn't. He never said, oh, I love black people. He never said that. Like he went in there and and did his Trump thing, how he does it. <laughs> and if black people benefited, just so happened to benefit in his madness, then so be it. But he made it clear from the jump. Like, he wasn't going in there for us. He went in there on some Kamala shit. I ain't doing shit for y'all. Like, but if you happen to benefit, then, hey, I ain't going to say nothing. Um, and so that is the one thing that I can definitely appreciate just about his administration because I wasn't expecting anything versus politicians now. Like he said, someone like Stacey Abrams who gets in this position of power and possibly forgets about us or pretends like we don't exist or pretends like what she said that she was going to do, she got amnesia or something or whatever it's called, forgetfulness or whatever the word is, she got that. And I'm so sick of people that got that. This is like they suffer from the amnesia disease or whatever. <laughs> I know I'm saying the wrong, but whatever it's called. Uh, Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Alzheimer's. <laughs> they suffering from Alzheimer's. And that's crazy because my grandfather had Alzheimer's. So I knew that. I just couldn't think of it. Um, but look, I know I gave you all a lot of Cree moments today. I really, really know that I did. But. Ultimately, it's just because I have so much care <laughs> and I know when doing this line of work or just being conscious, it's not about feelings. It's about facts and feelings will get you fucked up. It is about facts, but oftentimes when you state facts it's inevitable to have to not have those feelings that come with it when the facts affect you so much. Like when the facts literally affect every single part of your life, it is impossible to not feel some type of way. Um, Just because you see it, you can't run from it. You know, you have like a job. You may not like your job, but at least you can go home. And have some sort of peace. But in the world that that black people live in, there is no peace because you have to deal with microaggressions at work and you got to turn it on and turn it off or you have to go to the grocery store and the white person may, you know, just get out of line because you're standing behind them and they feel uncomfortable or you have to go into a store and the the fucking uh worker is following you around as if you can't afford anything in the store as if you're going to take something out of the store or you go home and your bills are piling up and now you got your increased property taxes because your community's being gentrified and you can no longer afford to live where you've been living where your great grandma lived like so Unfortunately, with the facts, it's just so hard to not feel the pressure of what is ultimately forced on us on a day to day, second to second, minute to minute, year to year, day to day, month to month basis. <laughs> like We can't run from it. Um, and that's really why I hate the term or when people say they don't want to be political 
when talking about Black Lives Matter. Because I know the NFL said that we are not a political organization or jobs will say that we, we're, we're not into politics. Like this is not, don't bring that here. And I will definitely talk about that on the next podcast because that particular saying grinds my gears too. Like my gears get real grinded when someone's like, oh, no, 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 I, I don't want to take a political stance on it. As if them killing you because of what you look like is political and not personal. Okay. I mean, I mean, what are we, what are we really talking about here? Because you're going to take it personal. If someone holds a gun to you or tases you, you're not going to say, oh, 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 they were just being political. No, you're going to take it extremely personal because you personally were violated not the politics were violated you <laughs> every single time you were violated but I'm gonna calm down okay and I'm gonna calm down and give y'all this quote to help you stay afloat because like I said earlier it's coming from Dr. Seuss Dang. um and I really like it um and it goes something like this let me find it the quote to help you stay afloat goes like this unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot nothing is going to get better it's simply just not and that's why every single potisode every single chance I get I'm going to always uplift people that look like me I'm going to always care about the people that just don't have the strength or energy to care i'm gonna always let you know that if you are not sick you are sick and at some point we have to start holding each other accountable so we can then in turn create a system that works for us okay so find something in your life that you really 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 care about and you want others to care about too set that standard and stand on it I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Cooler Conscious Podcast. Brought to you by Black Owned, Black Run Media Company, Just Elders Media. Make sure you follow us on social media at Just Elders Media. Cool, Q-O-O-L, and Conscious, and Questions with Cree, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Friday once again. I love y'all. Bye.